Assalamu alaikum. Peace be upon you. Welcome back to another episode of Masood Moment. Today we're going to talk about going back to school. So we just wrapped up our second week of school and honestly this week has been so mentally and physically exhausting in every possible way. By the way, I also I teach pre-K and it's my third year teaching. Um but this week has been just I mean, it's been something else. It's so physically and mentally exhausting in every possible way. Is this Does my it? second time saying this? It feels like my brain is just not functioning right now. But um But I mean, don't you get used to it? Like the first two weeks I feel like do you ever get used to the feeling? It's been like three years you um, said so, does it? I think I forget what the first week of school is always like. Mm-hmm. Like this is my third year doing it. But I'm like, I never had students cry. But then I remember, like, last year, I did have students that cried. But I felt like maybe they got over it super quickly. But because of the current situation that we're in and, like, um, they've basically been quarantining for six months at home. So, Mm -hmm. like, they really, I don't know if any of my students were leaving their house. I don't know if they went on vacation or anything. Yeah. Which, most likely, they didn't. Um, But now, imagine their parent dropping them off at school. And then they're expected to just stay in my classroom for eight hours. And then the guidelines we're following and stuff like it's like exhausting for the child to even like follow those rules in the first yeah, place yeah i mean look at us adults we're like complaining about every small like exactly we have like, to follow and then and you're I'm forcing wearing, it on three kids i mean three-year-olds they're they're all four oh, okay. um but imagine wearing a mask as a four-year-old like i'm wearing my club in class and i feel like i'm like going crazy yeah um because i'd rather wear my club instead of wearing my mask in yeah. class but then again, it's you, definitely easier. <laughs> oh yeah, it's a lot easier. I feel like it's more breathable, and I just I feel like I can function more. Like the mask, especially the surgical like blue ones, mm-hmm. I feel like they're so choking to me, and I just I really cannot with them. But so going back to just experiencing so uh, like separation anxiety, and like parents are freaking out. Like they're sending their kids to school, and they automatically think that sending their kids to school they like they did part one but part two now is like texting me and asking me how's my child doing and just kind of seeing if we're following the guidelines or not yeah and you know you're you're trying your best to actually follow every single guideline that we're given but it's still like they're four-year-olds you know what i mean so like how much can they possibly follow (laughs) exactly like even wearing a mask is just so hard for them so i'm constantly reminding them guess how annoying that is for a teacher to basically be doing that 15,000 times a day and it's like for me I'm just like stressing out who's dirtying what or who's touching what and what do I have to sanitize or whatever a million times a day so um I feel like that's been just the most exhausting part and I feel like we're gonna get used to it and it it is our new normal you know what I mean yeah but I think um, we're just like adding it to our routines now where it's like I have to clean this. I have to do that. I have to make sure everyone's washing their hands like five, six times. And we're like socially distancing in the classroom. Um, So, I mean, honestly, I think that's what's like mentally draining more than the actual work. It's just kind of trying to keep tabs on what's going on in the classroom. Like, I'm supposed to be teaching content in my classroom. We have a unit we're supposed to be following. We have, we have a lesson. We have have things to be teaching, you know, but we shifted gears completely and I feel like um, it's going to take us a while to actually get used to it um, because New York does not know what's going on exactly, especially the Board of Education here. Um, That's so true. They're they so, re- like, all over the place that whoever, whatever we follow basically is just, honestly, we're, like, waiting. Yeah. Like, we're just waiting at this and point. And nobody has answers to anything. So, I mean, the schools that are open, they're just doing their best to follow whatever guidelines we are given, 
and the schools that aren't opening and keep delaying their openings um, are genuinely confused and they think that schools that are opening are giving them like kind of heads up what to have and what to not have yeah. or like what worked and what didn't work you know what I mean so I feel like these schools just need to open and see what's going on in their schools what they were missing and just kind of like adding that to their new guidelines yeah and also like the whole remote thing that's just like a whole oh, yeah. completely different thing it's like a different vibe like kids who graduated from high school that are going to college for the first time like how crazy is that i that, know like that, i remember welcome day so well oh my god everything about just walking into college you just i feel like every high school i like dreams to like oh my god i'm going to college finally but it's just like boom you're not going exactly. you're staying home and you're attending classes online and honestly it's 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 insane we're like doing your last semester of like college or something online and having like four hour zoom meetings like that just sounds crazy to me and i'm going through that right now where i have a four hour zoom class and i mean what can you talk about for four hours that's like even if the professor really wanted to teach for four hours like the professor's a human too like um when we're doing this in person we get like a 10 minute break everyone's kind of walking in and out but when you're at home you're like literally i mean what wherever you're sitting it's just so exhausting it really um, is and i i mean i don't know i never took online classes unless like it was like a hybrid or something i just don't like online classes and yeah. i don't learn from them so imagine now being forced to kind of learn from them and or teaching yourself <laughs> because exactly. i feel like that's mostly half of them like sometimes you're not mentally there like you're physically sitting on the class or like i feel like we sit in front of the screen and it's so much screen time they're like oh less screen time or whatever Mm -hmm. but now you're literally stuck to either your phone or your computer because you have to be in classes you have to be doing this but it's it's really it's it's different yeah i honestly we just have to get used to it and it's it's really crazy because i don't know how how much longer we can take with this change yeah but like you said that's probably the new norm it really is the new normal i mean my friend was just telling me the other day that her computer time it has like a screen time like um limit or something and she always reaches like the time limit because she she usually never sits on her computer but now because of covid um all of her classes are online everything that she's doing is on her computer so like um her computer is always letting her know like this is past your screen time um and i mean for me honestly i barely ever use my computer i'm never on my computer but now i i really have to be on it um but yeah just going back to school and this school year is gonna be like in the books for sure I mean, I feel like I'll never forget something like this. 2020, we're going to be reading about you soon. (laughs) Exactly. Like, I feel like I'm never going to forget just kind of this experience. I mean, the amount of sanitizer bottles that I got this year from parents is kind of overwhelming. I'm like, this is insane. No way. And I don't even know where they found them because, I mean... Those are expensive. Exactly. You're bougie. Um, But it was, you know, it's really funny. Parents usually never label their school supplies, but all the sanitizer bottles came, came labeled... I, oh my god it was really hilarious to me and it was something that i noticed like i don't remember anything that was um labeled, labeled except sanitizer bottles and some of them got like just like, no i spent bottles. money on this exactly but um i mean parents that are bringing their kids to school like 90 percent of them are essential workers so i understand that they have to send their kids to school but um it's a very it's a very tricky time to just make that decision you know and i know that parents that are sending their kids to school are like like most of them are not doing it out of like convenience or like they might be doing it out of convenience but they they really need to be sending their kids to school for them to be able to go back to work but also like i feel like a lot of kids want to be in school like you know i feel like i'm pretty sure mm. they have a few kids probably were like no we don't want to stay home we're tired of staying home at this point you know but i'm talking about pre-k though also with pre-k i feel like 
you kind of need your kid to get out of the house to like yeah you know because i don't remember i was following someone and i seen it there they were quarantined for so long when they took them out the the child was actually terrified of other people oh my god like can you imagine like staying home for that long that you yeah, literally I mean, like I your kid is it. scared of another person that's just walking down the street yeah. just with you you know how like that's and I think, honestly, parents really trigger their children at home because the kids in my class are either, like, so outgoing or so, like, they're, like, so... Taken like, back. Yeah, they're, like, so confused as to why they're in school in the first place. Yeah. Or they're, like, you know what? I genuinely don't care about what anybody has to say. Like, you know when, like, you feel like there was no rules that were being followed at home because, like, parents could not handle it any longer? Yeah. And they were like, you know what? Schools are opening. We're sending you back to school. We need to some have some sort of, like, routine and structure. Oh, I feel so, like with quarantine, since there was really no routine and structure. But also, you know how school, like, finished out of nowhere and it was kind of, like, the middle of the school year? Yeah, so it basically turned into a really long summer vacation. Yeah, but also I feel like parents started actually learning more about their kids mm-hmm. where it was, like, if I was a teacher and, I, like, I'm calling you to complain about your child, your child is x y and z or whatever and then you're like no my child's an angel yeah listen honey i'm telling you your child is not an angel (laughs) you heard it from me but when your kids stay with you more you obviously learn more and you're like oh crap like teachers deal with so much Mm -hmm. and i feel like a lot of parents probably dealt with that and were probably shocked that they had to like homeschool their own kids basically oh yeah and do that whole teacher mother father like so many titles yeah you just took it all in one it was a package deal but you didn't sign up for it and you just got it i know it's hard like i i can't imagine what parents are going through right now because like a parent is a parent you know i don't think a parent should also be a teacher in a sense that they have to teach their kids and like homeschool their kids because i just feel like kids usually can't stand their teachers you know even if you're like the coolest teacher ever you're still a teacher. So imagine now you're like my mom, but you're also my teacher at the same time. So I just feel like that crosses so many lines and like the kids are just confused. Like you're not my teacher. You're my mom. Like I'm supposed to like love you and now I can't stand you because you're teaching me math or Mm -hmm. something. So I just feel like parents are put in such a tough situation right now. I feel like all of us, like if you think back to our our childhood our childhood that one math question with like mom or mom yeah. you know it's just like exactly. oh my god like, no i'll just go <laughs> screw my... homework i'd rather just not do exactly. this like i'd rather not do the question and go to school the next day and ask my teacher to explain it to me mm-hmm. than have my parents sit with me you know what i mean so it's like stuff like that you really question oh my god well teachers are freaking amazing and they're doing so much work for our for our children basically and I mean, I think they're doing a great job. I mean, it's really biased of me to say, but I really think that teachers go above and beyond for their kids. Um, And, like, I mean, I've seen really cool teachers. Yes, some teachers can be, like, horrible, and they can, like, make you hate your life. Yeah, because, honestly, when we grow up right now, we remember our favorite teacher, and we remember our worst nightmares. Exactly. Like, some teachers were just not the best, and some teachers were just genuinely great. You learn from them because you, you just enjoyed them delivering you the subject, and... The minute, honestly, I feel like what it is with me, at least, whoever made me hate the, like, I think me hating the subject was depending on the teacher. Oh, yeah. The way they taught it, the way they reacted towards whatever I did, like, even if I was a troublemaker or whatever it was. as a person. You, like, you You get the vibe, honestly. You really get the vibe. If the teacher is good, you you understand the lesson 100%. If the teacher is not, like, the best, you don't. But I feel like if you, like, if you like them, 
you also end up liking the subject. I guess, yeah. But... Um, which is horrible because mm-hmm. it's like if you can't stand them, then you're just gonna be you're gonna automatically associate like the subject with that specific person. And I feel and like you're that like, was like you know what that was literally me. I can't stand this guy anyway. I'm not gonna learn from him. Mm-hmm. So um, I feel like it's probably something personal, I guess. But at the end of the day, yeah, like if you you're not to yourself, <laughs> I feel like I feel like you need to be a nice teacher. You have to. You have to because you, you don't have know... to show your kids you love what you do. Because if you if you show them that I can't stand being here. They automatically get the vibe, and they, they automatically can't stand the subject that you're teaching. The minute you see a kid yawning in your class, you know <laughs> your your lesson is trash. Yeah, or, like, it's just not going through. It's not, and and they're not going to come up to you and be like, I didn't understand today's lesson. Uh-huh. You just need to make sure that whatever you're walking into, that every single level, every single student, you have to make sure the lesson goes through to every single one of those levels. That's every why we focus on inclusive education. Yes, where ma'am, every single student every single student learns differently and the teacher, it's the teacher's job, literally, to make sure every student gets it. So if she has to use come like a hundred different techniques, she has to just know but honestly it's really the teacher's job to understand what everyone's level is, you can't just be like, "Oh, he's this, he's that." Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not gonna bother. They they're talking, you know. And that's you have to make sure they they learn whether they're talking, whether they're playing. It's your job to walk in there and make sure everybody gets it. And that's why they usually split up the students into like four different groups where they're like different levels, and she knows where this group is at, where this group is at, where this group is at. And usually, the students can even teach each other. But you're. From the beginning of the school year, you usually kind of use different methods and techniques to kind of find out what every student level is, and then you're able to teach every student. But if a teacher can care less about the students and only wants to teach the subject in one specific way, then you've already failed your students. You, you honestly just so, failed at your job. <laughs> exactly. And then that's the exhausting part about education. It's very, very, very time-consuming. It's very challenging to kind of split up the class into all these different levels because technically... For some reason, teachers assume everyone's in sixth grade, everyone's in pre-K, everyone comes in knowing the same things, and everyone automatically uh, learns the same way. Yeah, I think we and all then, just assume, like, oh, you were in fifth grade, you should know this. Like, fifth grade, this is what everybody learns in fifth grade because yeah. you're going to sixth grade. But when you're in sixth grade, you're like, why didn't you guys... And it can also be the worst thing is, what I came across was that the teacher the year before hasn't actually, like, taught, taught the, the entire curriculum. Basically, or didn't teach well where the students all didn't understand... And nobody felt the need to actually tell the teacher, oh, mm-hmm. we didn't understand. So now they're in whatever grade and they're like, we don't remember learning this. We don't remember mm-hmm. this. We don't. We had a bad teacher. And let's not even talk about bad teachers right now. We're talking about COVID. Parent Teachers haven't been, I mean, I'm guessing teachers tried their best doing remote learning the past mm-hmm. six months, which is the last six months of school. We're starting a new school year and these kids are technically six months behind anyway. So if you really think about it. You're starting teachers, over. Teachers should not. And I mean that in the most nicest way possible. Should not expect their students to have to have already finished the curriculum from the year before. I would even start six months, like the last six yeah. months of the the previous year. You just honestly have to take your time. Make sure you. Honestly, it's really about how you make the student yeah. feel in your class. Oh yeah. And then go on from there. If the mm-hmm. students are comfortable being in your class, if the students are happy and they feel safe and like, safe enough to let you know that they don't they, understand the lesson. Exactly. You they feel included. You make sure that you listen to them what they need. And honestly, I feel like that's probably more important than them getting the lesson. Oh yeah. Because at the end of the day, it's like they're there for 8 hours, 5 days a week, mm-hmm. literally, and you're just going to sit there and literally lecture throw at them some notes, throw at them this 
put on a projector, play a video or whatever, but it's like... Nothing is going to go through because they, they don't feel comfortable in your class anyway. They don't They don't even want to hear you. Like, the minute you walk in, you just... The huff and puff and the eye yeah. rolling starts. And it's just yeah. like, you already know that you're going to be in there for 35 or 40 minutes, but it's just going to be you dragging it along and Useless. just to get out. Yeah. In one ear out of the other. But I mean, honestly, with my pre-K students, my main mission is social and emotional like i only focus on this on these two aspects i don't focus on academic whatsoever i don't like i don't care if my kids go to kindergarten not knowing their abcs honestly because guess what we're building foundation for social and emotional growth literally that lays the foundation and then kindergarten is all about academics but right now i mean that would be absolutely amazing if all my students are done with their academics like for the year yeah but pre-k right now especially upk is all focused on kids knowing routine, kids knowing structure, kids knowing schedule, kids knowing how to put things where they belong, kids know how to open glue. It's all fine motor skills and social and emotional things. So, like, when parents come and ask me, why doesn't my child not know how to write their name? I'm like, your child can't even speak to their friend in class. You know what I mean? So, like, you should be focused on that. Why can't they speak to a friend who they've been in the same class with for 10 months? Um, That is my main concern right now. Why do they feel so, like so uncomfortable? I need to make sure I create a safe class for my students to be comfortable with each other, to play with each other. Whether you know what I mean. So like my main focus is like knowing my kids' names, first name and last name, knowing who their parents are, knowing who their siblings are, knowing if they have a pet, memorizing their pet name if I have to, and ask no- them about it. Make sure you know that they are basically included again, and you you actually listen to them. I feel like. Exactly. If they say something, especially at that age, if they say something, they 100% mean it. They're not just talking to talk. Exactly. At that age, like, they want you to listen to them and actually know that whatever they're saying is important to them. Mm-hmm. And we tend to, I feel like we tend to forget that and we just kind of brush things off. But as important as to them, it should be as important to oh, you. Oh, yeah. Like, my kids can be talking to each other and I'm overhearing, but I'm not going to get into their business. But next thing you know. I'm showing up on Monday and I'm going to ask, how is their brother doing? How is their brother so-and-so doing? They're going to look at me like, wait, how do you know my brother's mm-hmm. name? You know what I mean? Or if they said, and like, honestly, they have a Spider-Man pool, let's just say. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God, did you play in your Spider-Man pool on the weekend? He's going to be like, how did you know I have a Spider-Man pool? As if I forgot, you know? Mm-hmm. And then they're like, wait, you remember that I was talking about it last week? They have a stuffed pet, you know? If I remember that they had a stuffed pet, you just made their whole life right there. And the smile on the face, honestly. Exactly. Is so, what... like, that's what matters more than your child knowing how to write their alphabet at four years old. Yeah. You know, by the end of the year, I would obviously try to, I try my best to actually include academics as much as I could. But if you really think about it, we're really focusing on your child. You're building personality. Exactly. You're building, you're building a whole person at this age. It's really, like, this is age where you... Laying the foundation. Yeah, uh, you're the building a block with, like, basically making this person who they are mm-hmm. and it's it's insane it's as insane as it sounds like this is it, it we really always is. think we're gonna be like i don't know how old and we're building ourselves and we're still learning yes you learn throughout the, however long you live but these are the <laughs> like it really that. is the groundwork yeah and i mean my class and upk is basically built on learning through play so like some parents don't understand that. Yeah. They really don't understand that. It, 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 like, it does not make sense to it them. It doesn't click to them. I feel and like they literally... They're like, what do you mean my child is going to learn through play? Like, my whole entire master's degree is on this. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's confusing to so many parents. Like, one parent already asked me, like, where is my child? Like, how do I... Um, like, where do you think my child's going to be in college? And I'm like, your child is four years old. What, like, 
They mm. based, they literally asked me if my child's going to go to an Ivy League college. And I, I just looked at them and I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> it's the first week of school. And that, so you have parents like that. And then you have parents who think they're throwing their kids in like a babysitting class. Exactly. This is like free babysitting. This is like a whole stigma with early childhood education. It drives me nuts. But I feel like I am so over kind of explaining that to parents. I'm like, you give me your child and I promise you I'm going to do the best I can. And to the best of my capabilities to educate your child as much as I can in the next 10 months. You and have a responsibility. Exa- oh, it's a huge responsibility. It's a, it's, you're given, like, the biggest responsibility, honestly. And I feel like people always look down at teachers and they're like, oh, you have the easiest job. You're like, you're doing the... You're basically <laughs> babysitting my child. You're doing the easy work, you know? But, but teachers really, like... Go above and beyond. They really do. Why, honestly, working with teachers, seeing teachers, being a teacher is just a whole different vibe. You... You work around kids. You see the generations change. You oh, see yeah. the the gap. You you see um honestly like looking at your students from three years ago when they're back right now. What are they in like their first, first grade? First grade. Can you believe that? You see them and honestly they remember you. They do. And you see how much they grow. They start talking. They're mm-hmm. more like, I don't know. It's just so beautiful. Honestly, seeing them. But and then it's again, amazing. my four year olds this week are talking to me about TikTok. Oh, and I'm very confused. But also, <laughs> most of the kids that are talking about TikTok have older siblings. Have older siblings. Yeah. Like, my students that are like only children, um, are actually like they they are very confused. They're like, what is that? And they're they're like, wait, Paw Patrol? Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> but they genuinely don't know what the other kids are talking about. And honestly, the kids that have older siblings even look bigger for some reason. Oh. They even look bigger. Like they're taller. They, they're like functioning on some sort of other level compared to the only children that I have in my class. Honestly, like only my children middle... look like babies. Yeah. Compared or like because they're... they're spoiled. They're extra spoiled. Yeah, and they're like I I don't know. Their body size is even tinier. But um, like it looks like I have like three different ages in my class when they're all four years old. Yeah. Honestly, my middle schoolers are like all over the place with TikTok. Like, I like this person. I like that person. I'm like, okay. Like as much as I am, like I feel like I'm not that old. Yeah, <laughs> like, like I'm only 22. Why are you making me feel like a grandma? And I'm like, what is going on? Am I supposed to know this stuff? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and they asked me, do I have TikTok? And I said yes. And it was probably the stupidest response. Oh to God. Say. And I was like, I'm definitely going private. I'm definitely. Oh, they're definitely it. searching you. <laughs> And I was like, okay, um, next, please. No, honestly, like, this generation is very confusing. Because it's, like, it's like changing way too quick that you mm-hmm. can't even keep up. You, and even if you tried keeping up, you're still, like, seen as, like, somebody that's super old compared I to I feel them. old right now. Like, <laughs> being in that class. Like, I see middle schoolers, and they're looking at me like, you're a whole teacher. Like, I don't care. Don't talk to us. I don't, don't care how young us. you think you sound, but you're just you're not you're not young you know what i mean yeah um but and then they look at us like this person that's in power and i'm like no i want to be as cool as you <laughs> i'm a cool but, mom <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah i'm a cool mom but um i mean thankfully 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 my students still think i'm a cool teacher but like to middle schoolers i'm like i'm i'm like a soccer mom <laughs> but i mean with so, a hydro flask <laughs> with a hydro flask yeah <laughs> <laughs> No, but honestly, um, really, like, going back to school has been just so rewarding in every possible way because I genuinely miss being in my classroom, but um, I it's just... your second home. It really is. It really is. <laughs> I'm spending 40 hours a week there, like, or probably more. More, definitely um, more. I leave my house at, like, 5.45 in the morning, so, like, she's honestly, insane. I might as well she's, just go live there. She's too dedicated. <laughs> no. I'm still sleeping, and I'm like, please close the lights. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> But you'll be there soon. <laughs> no, not that's 
still too early for me. I can't. Like, oh, guys, I'll wake up and then I'll take my sweet time. I don't mind being late. Oh, yeah. No, I, <laughs> if, I, if I'm, if i like, three minutes late, I'll lose my mind. I'll send my boss a message, like, 30 minutes in advance, letting them know that I might be two minutes late. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm, I'm always be like, <laughs> hey, I'm late. Just the usual. <laughs> and I'm why, my coffee. <laughs> why am I always late, Hafsa, if I'm late? You have to iron your clothes, is yep. it? Yeah. Guys, Sophia, if she has a wrinkle on, like, her sock, she'll iron it. It's it's insane. Well, I mean, I do iron my gym clothes, so. Yeah, let's, let's just. Oh, my God. When, when we were on vacation, she ironed her burkini. <laughs> I almost had a heart attack. Uh, and well, come after on, it she was ironed wrinkled. it, she jumped in the pool. So. But, but it was wrinkled, though. I don't. I don't, nobody was there. I was not going to wear a wrinkled burkini. Anyways, okay. back to school, guys. Anyways, back to school. <laughs> back to school. Um. Let's talk about keeping a balance. So you did tell your students you had TikTok, right? Yeah. So I just, honestly, we were, so we were getting to know each other because it's still like the first two weeks of school um, and they want to get to know more about me. Today, honestly, was like all about getting to know each other and everything. Mm-hmm. So um, we were talking about like everything, but the first time I was teaching a lesson was, um, I don't know, they asked me something, and I was like, I'm not here to talk about my personal life, straight up, and mm-hmm. I feel like you have to make that boundary, like, straight on. From day one, which because, I suck at. Yeah, no, you, I mean, I feel like I was like that, and I really, I'm an open person, like, we're both open books, and I like that about us, but at some point, we need to make boundaries, and I'm glad that I put that, and I set it out there, like, straight up. Yeah. I'll talk to you, if we were friends outside of school, I'll literally, like... We'll talk about everything. Mm-hmm. But in school, me as your teacher, you as my student, I, I just feel like there has to be a some set certain limits where we don't cross, you know? If you find my Instagram or my Snapchat or my Instagram or whatever, that's that's on you. Go yeah. ahead. But, like, don't be a weirdo and stalk me. Hey, teacher. Uh, no, oh, no, don't do that. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'll literally I'll, block you. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I'll say this straight out. I don't... I mean, same thing with coworkers. Oh, yeah. Same I don't think oh my God, coworkers. Oh, no. Oh, no. Like, I don't talk about my personal life in school because I'm working the oh second God. I clock into the second I clock out I'm not talking about my personal business like and I just feel like it's super weird when people bring it up so when people bring it up I'm like like how do I n- politely tell you to not ask me those questions and how do you not see my facial expression that's letting you know that this question is very inappropriate to me or I don't yeah, like I it. don't like talking about my personal life with especially with coworkers because I feel like you're really, it already oversteps the limit. Yeah, like, okay, you followed me on Instagram, you followed me on whatever it is my life, you watch my stuff, I'm not saying anything, blah, 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 but then you're going to come at me and you're going to be like, oh, you did this and this in the weekend. Yeah, okay, I did it in the oh, weekend. I, oh, my God. The day passed, <laughs> we're in the middle of the week, I'm kind of in the middle of class, please leave me alone. Yeah, there's nothing I cannot, I can't stand more than somebody telling me, oh, so you did this over the weekend? And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I, I forgot, did that but... over the weekend, I forgot, <laughs> and now you're bringing up something that happened three days ago. You know, if it's like, oh my god, that spot looked so good, I want to go, can you like, I don't know, let me know the spot again. And also, if it happened through Instagram or through messages, that's different. Yeah. But being in person, I don't know, I just feel like, okay, please leave my life Exactly, out of I don't know, I just feel some oh type of god. way. You remember, so Sophia sent me this chick who's also a teacher. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was lunchtime, and she was eating uh-huh. her lunch in the car. Yeah. <laughs> and I was telling Sophia, I was like, this is gonna be me, because, yeah. oh my god, I cannot, like, especially Basically, eating Basically, the lunch. person was, like, avoiding all her co- co-workers by eating lunch in her car. I mean, I haven't really reached that point where I'm like hiding away from my coworkers. So but I also respect my privacy. 
Like, yeah, like, I'm please, trying to eat my lunch yeah. or eat my breakfast or eat whatever. Like, even if I'm drinking water, like, please let me drink it or eat it in peace. This is, yeah. like, my 10 minutes of silence or whatever. <laughs> nah, they really just come in your business. Even if it's, like, I, I swear, I feel like it's it's just a whole other vibe. It's, yeah. like, the teacher's lounge. You know that word? <laughs> teacher's yeah. lounge. But then again, like, I really think that, like, if you work in different environments, like, I've had so many friends that work in different environments that say the same, same exact thing about their workspaces. So I just think it's really setting that boundary in the beginning where it's like, I don't talk about my personal business. But mm-hmm. then when they do find your social media or like just kind of just find you on the internet, I don't know. Um, I don't really like following people that I don't vibe with. <laughs> yeah, I don't, like, you know what I mean? I just don't want to follow you back, period. Like, yeah. And why would it need to get personal? Yeah. Because no, like, I, I don't know you like that. I won't follow you back. Exactly. As much so, like, as you want to follow me and know. comment, <laughs> swipe up on every story mm-hmm. or whatever. That's stuff Says, people take personally, and I don't understand why. So I'm like, okay, feel free to, like, unfollow me if I didn't follow you back. Like, I just... I don't know. Like, just... I'm not going to go cry in a corner, I promise. <laughs> we promised. <laughs> but honestly, just setting boundaries from day one, I think, is key, even though I'm still... Um, I still suck at that, and I'm trying to work really hard on that. I honestly um, just stay silent and give them the silent treatment, which is kind of... Which is kind of messed up sometimes, yeah. but it works all the time. Um, It just kind of makes them know that, okay, you don't want to talk about this, and... They no, but some just, people don't get it. Like Yeah, and I they think, just start talking. I'm like, I didn't stay quiet for you to, <laughs> to keep blah, talking. Blah, blah, blah. Come on, sis, move I on. I think it's I think we every or me and you assume that people have the same common sense that we have. Yeah. Or what we think is common sense is not really common sense to others. So um I'm like, how do how, how like how do you <laughs> not understand that this is like a rude thing to say or like yeah. you can't be asking something like that. I don't know. So really people have I mean, I don't know. I just, I, I was just talking to one of my friends today and I w- was really telling them that I don't know if I even like people at this point. Just because, like, the whole common sense thing. My yeah. common sense might not be your common sense. We don't have the same, like, common sense ratio. Exactly. Um, but, but also getting back to in-class uh, activities and stuff, as much as students maybe don't, well, obviously not everyone loves being in school. You'd be surprised. Yeah. Um... Just being um in class, I feel like students need to be creative. You need to be creative with your students. Oh yeah, like my supervisor basically always tells me to have like three pleasant, uh, three pleasant, three lessons planned in advance. Mm-hmm. And just in case you finish one lesson in like five minutes, thinking it was gonna take a thirty thirty minutes or something, yeah, to always have like a backup or like a backup activity or something. Just because first of all, kids get bored, especially four year olds. Um, yeah, they sure. have the shortest attention span. We kind of like work our way up to the end of the school year, but um, making sure that you have so many lessons in advance and so many different activities planned in your head, and just having the materials also available, so you are basically on the go and you're ready to do all these activities. These kids are literally waiting for the next thing. They get bored super quick, and they want you to kind of just be creative. Yeah. And and one thing I feel like I need to stress is not favoring one child over another or one student over another. I feel like this is key for every teacher, every mom, just everyone who is working with children because you can really see the effect of it in your classroom. You, I'm, I mean, I've seen it firsthand. I've seen it with parents treating their children differently, their parents comparing their children. Um, yeah. And I really feel like... um. It's basically... It ruins a child. It really yeah. does. Like, whatever child that's left out, I feel like they always feel like something is wrong with them. Yeah. Or the person that's, like, 
the teacher's favor or whatever a teacher's pet because i've honestly been in the class for what not even two weeks and there's some of my students are already picking on this one girl calling her oh you're a teacher's pet and i was like wow like it's only been two weeks and they mm-hmm. already have like names for each other and, and straight up like in her face and i just make sure that in my classroom if i feel like a child might be thinking that they can step all over their other friends mm-hmm. i'm just gonna neglect them for a little bit i'm just gonna act like you know what you think that you're above everyone else, then everyone is just going to be a little bit above you just for a little bit, just so you can kind of calm down. Balance yourself. Exactly. But it's like, I'm not calling them out. Yeah, yeah, I'm not calling them out. I'm very, very, very intentional in how I do it because mm-hmm. I also don't want to bully a child. No, like, obviously We're not, not doing not that. That's not our intention. <laughs> um, and like everything is labeled these days, so you really don't want to be called like a teacher who bullies a child or like kind of mistreats a child or whatever. Yeah. I'm basically intentionally doing it where I'm doing Teaching it on them purpose. Teaching a lesson. Exactly. You have to teach, but um, not but like it's it's very not like it's it's not where they notice that there's something off. Oh yeah. Because once you do that, um, that's also not fair. You're picking so, on a child. Exactly, and you, I mean, you, you don't want to do that whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, like in a in a good es- way or in a bad way. And especially if you're trying to have like a safe and comfortable environment for every single student in your class, where everyone feels accepted. Exactly. So you don't want to be the teacher that's making somebody uncomfortable in your class and making them not want to be your student ever again so i just feel like i needed to stress that just a little bit because um i feel like it gets better with experience mm-hmm. because my first year of teaching i feel like i'd never say this and i i have probably fell into the trap of favoring a student over another but you kind of learn as you go and you just get better at it and i feel like this is just a main tip to anybody that's kind of going into school um and just going into teaching in general but i feel like it's also a parenting tip I'm not a parent, by the way. <laughs> but you feel like, oh my god, Sophia has this thing where she comes home. She's like, my kids, my kids. I was like, what kids? Yeah. My students. I think I went to like a candy store and I was buying so much candy. She's like, for my kids. How's that for my kids? I was and like, what the, kids? The guy looked at me like, how many kids do you have and how much candy are you feeding them? And I'm like, I promise. I promised they're my students. <laughs> and they only get it as treats. It's not like a daily thing. But... um I love my kids. I love my kids so much. And I love, <laughs> I love my job. <laughs> Alhamdulillah. I mean, with all the separation anxiety that's going on, I don't know how I feel about saying I love my job so much right now. You question your whole career this week, but... Um, and it gets better. It, you, you ease into it. Yeah, it's so rewarding. But you, pr- I promise you, you question your career once you deal with the first week of school. You're like, what am I doing? And why am I doing this to myself? <laughs> what did but, I get myself into? <laughs> but... I promise it gets easier and you just have to come in with just a mindset of just great vibes and knowing that they're not going to be like this for the whole entire year. And if they're going to be like this for the whole year, that's completely then fine. Then you're doing something wrong. No, 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 no. <laughs> because like it has, you have to be working with the parents. Like the parents have to be working with you. It's a two-way and, job. Exactly. Like parents have to be helping you and we need to find out what's wrong and why is this routine not working for your child and how can we fix that? But if the parents are not working with you, I'm really trying my best and you're just not helping me. So I don't know how I'm supposed to help your child if you're not helping me. So, um, yes, part of, um the stressful part about being a teacher where parents don't want to work with you, but that's completely fine. So you kind of do your job in school and you hope for the best. You really do hope for the best. So let's conclude here. And that's I all really- that for being back to school. It's been a fun to experience, a fun two week experience. Yeah. Um, we'll definitely have an update soon because I really want to talk about parenting and kind of just different parents that we deal with, but also, um, how we can prevent specific parenting skills. Um, I feel like I need I can talk about that for hours, but that's for another time. 
Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Till next time. Salam.